sound like y'all want to have church today. Yeah, the, the room feels like it's, it's full. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's full. That's, that's awesome. So I, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm thankful to God that, that you all have the mindset to be here, regardless if it was on your own or you're riding with mom or dad. We're glad that you're here. Man. I'm encouraged by seeing you. Man. God is good. God is awesome. He Man. is awesome. I thank Brother Jerry for the song service, I, I, I appreciate you for Sunday school this morning, awesome uh, lesson this morning, uh, but I, I'm just happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be able to get up and, and speak once again, uh, but God is good. God is so awesome. You know, I, I was having a conversation with, uh, you know, Sister Cheryl and Brother Reggie and Sister Lisa last Sunday, uh, you know, I, when we were, when Reggie was eating all those hamburgers last Sunday. You know, we was uh, talking about these, uh, the kids in, in school and, you know, how they start out in kindergarten and, and some of them are already behind as soon as they get to kindergarten. You know, the, the, that developmental stage, you know, that, that's so critical, they, they missed out on it at home. You know, the parents may not uh, have spent the time that's needed to help the child learn, you know, and... And then I, this week I was talking uh, with some co-workers and, uh, you know, they was talking about uh, one, it was his wife that, that has dementia and a couple of other, uh, my co-workers, their parents are going through dementia and we have Sister Gill and, you know, that's, that's a, a horrible, well, actually dementia is not the disease. It's, it's actually Alzheimer's is like, accounts for like 60 to 80% of dementia cases. Uh, but you know, just the deterioration of, of the brain and the memory loss and all those things. And I think brother, last week, Brother May was talking about, he mentioned the word Hanks in his uh, sermon, you know, about ghosts and, you know, we see things. And, you know, I, and I was thinking, you know, the mind is a powerful thing. The brain is a powerful thing. And God is so awesome that he... If you look up the makeup of our body and the cells and the neurons and all these things that are going on, it's just happening. And he made all that from the dust of the earth. I mean, that's, that's just awesome. And, and, and I don't know, you know, I, I'm, I'm a you know, computer geek, you know, of course. But have you ever tried to match wits with a computer? You have. Yeah, some of you have played solitaire, tried to beat the computer in solitaire. Right? <laughs> you know, some game on the computer. And some of you playing PlayStation, trying to, you know, beat Madden, you know, the computer on Madden and all those things. And, and some of you may have even tried to calculate 2 plus 2 quicker than the calculator. <laughs> you know, but either way, you have tried to match wits with the computer. And, and more than likely, the computer won. But the computer is so powerful it does, and we rely on it for all sorts of things. You know, regardless if it's nowadays it's driving vehicles, you go to the grocery store and check out. And actually, some of you don't even have to go to the grocery store. We got computers now. You can sit at home, and you know they have all these autonomous vehicles, and you know I think they're flying drones and dropping packages off at the house now. All these things that we rely on the computer to do nowadays. 
And, and, and you look at that and see how does that compare with the mind? Well, you know, I'm going to spare me just a moment. You know, I'm a computer nerd. So now if you look at the 10 most powerful supercomputers in the world right now, right now, Japan holds the record. They have this uh, computer called the uh, Fugaku. Uh, and it's the most powerful supercomputer. If you look at the top 10, you know, thankfully, America has five of those. But the top spot goes to Japan right now. And that computer, that computer processes 442 petaflops per minute, uh, uh, per second, actually, per second. You say, what is a petaflop? Well, a petaflop is a, uh, it, it processes a quadrillion uh, floating points of calculations per second. That's a lot. I mean, per second, over a quadrillion processes. And, and you look at, well, how does that compare to the human brain, right? Well, the human brain, they estimate that we are uh, on a whole nother level, that we are, uh, pro- our brain processes at like one extra flop per second. And an ex- uh, exaflop is a quintillion of floating points per second, which is equal to a thousand petaflops. So even that most powerful computer doesn't even process half as much as our human brain does. And some of you think you may have these nice computers at home that may have an i7 processor, a quad processor. That's fine, quad four. But this computer in Japan has over 7 million processors. And it still doesn't compare to the human brain. Is that something? Can you put your mind around that? You can't, can you? <laughs> but that, that's awesome. That, that's just a bit of you know, news for myself. But just wanting to compare that to what we kind of rely on in our world today, which is the computers. But you know, 90% of a child's brain development happens before the age of five. Before the age of five. I look at, you know, like little Maverick, you know, running around and he's soaking things in. <laughs> this is such a critical stage for our young kids. And I'm just looking at between Maverick and then you look at Jacob and Jeremiah, just a couple of years older and how much more knowledge they have compared to, to Maverick. And Maverick is at a stage now he's running around and making noise. And actually today, I don't even hear him. But a month or two ago, you would hear him back there. But then when you when he's looking around and observing and and putting all these things in his brain, he's like, well, nobody else is making noises. (laughs) Just like that, he's put something in his mind and his brain is in, in what is called is plasticity, you know, and this That's what makes us different than a computer. Even though we have all this artificial intelligence, the computer can't do what the human brain can do. You know, we adapt to situations regardless of what I've, you know, say about our folks. We we like some cockroaches. We you put us anywhere, we'll survive. (laughs) We'll learn how to survive. But 
that development of the brain is, is influenced by many factors, right? It, it, it's influenced by uh, relationships. It's re, uh, influenced by experiences and, and the environment around you. You know, but the brain is always evolving. You know, you look at a, a child by the time they turn 10 and, and how the v- brain develops. And by 10, they're lear- able to uh, learn more sophisticated things. You know, and by the age between 13 and 15, by that age, you know, they, they, they're learning their motor skills or, or honed in. That frontal lobe is developing even more. Between 13 and 15, that's when the hormones kick in and then they get crazy, right? Uh, all because of that, that thing called the brain. And, 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 you know, you look at a teenager, they think they know everything. You look at Maverick, he actually he thinks he knows a lot. <laughs> you know, he wants to go from, from here to there, and he just started walking, and now he's, you know, that, get, get, I can get there by myself. I don't need you to help me. You look at Jeremiah and Jacob, they think they know everything, right? High school, you know you know everything. Mom and daddy can't, they just lame, they don't know nothing, you know. But if you look at that age of, of adolescence and, and the things that they're going through, their, their brain is not mature at that point. And actually, the human brain, um, though the brain may be uh, done growing in size by the time they're teenagers, it does not finish developing and maturing until the mid to late 20s. Now, the front part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex is the one of the last brain regions to mature. This area is responsible for skills like planning, prioritizing, and controlling impulses. Because these skills are uh, still developing, teens are more likely to engage in risky behavior uh, without considering the potential results of their decisions. You should have some parents to say amen on that one. You know, we've all been there. And adults, if, if you look back on, on when you were a teenager, you did some things that were a little reckless. Yeah. You did some things that didn't make sense. You know, if you look back, it didn't, doesn't make sense. You know, why, why would I even do You didn't consider the, the consequences of what you may have done. Now, ongoing changes in the brain along with the uh, physical, emotion, uh, social changes, can make teens vulnerable for mental health, for mental problems. And, and we see that a lot, you know, as, as teens go through these, uh, you know, changes now with social media, everybody's putting stuff out there and all these images that they're trying to be. And, you know, and, and then the next thing you know, they, they are in depression. They want to harm themselves or they just think they're not worthy or, you know, or maybe the opposite. They think they all, you know, God's gifted her, you know. But they're going through those things during that adolescent stage or just the development of, of our brain. But Proverbs 22 and 6, it says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when, they, when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, it, it's our responsibility, parents, to help develop that child's brain. It, what they see, they want to imitate. What, 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 you, what they desire to be is what they have seen. 
You know, regardless if they're, you know, say, in middle school, high school, you ask any of them, what do they want to be? They're going to say, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a, a soldier. Or it, it's based on something that they have seen, right? That's what they want to I want to be a rapper, right? I want to be a football player. It, it's something that they have seen that they're going to try to imitate. Now, when they are old, when, when they are older, if they don't have that sound foundation that you have been planted in their mind, they're going to do anything. If, if, I'm just thinking about my, my daughters, you know, ever since, you know, you know, they were a little baby infants, going to church on Sunday, Sunday school, all that, they, they, that's just embedded in them, right? That's what we have. Not only have we taught them the ABCs and one, two, threes, all that, and made that important to them, but we have also made just as important coming to church, Amen. putting God first. Amen. That is instilled in them. So when they're off in college right now, yeah, we, hey, I'm on my way to church. They, they don't feel right if they don't go to church on Sunday. That's just something that we have instilled since a young, young age. So now when they're old, now have they made their mistakes? Will they make mistakes? Will they go astray? Maybe so. But that foundation is there. If, if you do your job as a parent when they are going, you know, from adolescence, from toddlers and on up, that is instead, they have something to fall back on. They have that moral compass. Amen. They may go astray. Yes. If you look at, you know, the, the prodigal son and, you know, after he had gone through all that he went through, he knew where he can go back for help. Amen. He knew once he went astray, you know what? I know where I can go to. Because that was in his mind. Yeah. Right. He he. he we have to make sure that we give our children, it is so critical, it is so critical. And I, I you know, applaud our young folks here, you know, the Queen and Katie. I love hearing that y'all making all A's and a student of the month and all these things. That's awesome. That is awesome. That means Polly and Kyrie, y'all doing something right. <laughs> that means y'all are give, getting that foundation that they need. And they're not lagging behind. And then when they do, then that's you know, that, that self-esteem and all these other things come into play because of the mind. That mind is a powerful thing. The mind is so powerful. You know, it's... Sometimes we, we think that we are not in control of our thoughts, right? You know, sometimes they go in and out and whatever. Some of you ain't in control of your thoughts right now. You know, you should be worshiping God as you thinking way over here. Amen. <laughs> We have these dreams and all these things that we think, yeah, well, maybe I'm not always in control of my thoughts. But you are. Amen. You are. Amen. You are in control of what you think. Right. You know, I, I remember, uh, you know, now I don't, I, when I go to sleep, I'm, I'm knocked out now. So it, it, those few hours that I do get, I'm, I don't remember my dreams. But I remember, you know, being a little younger and, and having nightmares and, and remember telling myself, you know what, you're in control of your dream. And I literally changed my dreams. When I started having dreams that I was falling off the whatever, or the boogeyman was, I, I, hey, I was a superhero. <laughs> I changed that. You know, you know what? Hey. <laughs> but you are in control of what you think. You know, you are in control of either being depressed or happy. It's your thought. It's your thought. I mean, it may not be the situation. It's your thought. You are in control of your thoughts. You're, 
the brain is just powerful. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, Georgia telling me a couple of stories about, you know, someone being in the hospital and, and uh, can't, couldn't move, paralyzed. But they literally was not paralyzed. It was in their mind. I mean, they went through all the tests, you know, the pricking and all these things. And, but that person was just depressed. The mind is that powerful. Yeah. You know, we see people that, you know, not, not that you have to go work out and all these things, you know, go to the gym, but they get on drugs. And next thing you know, they think they're running through walls. They can lift cars. Not that your muscles got any stronger. It's just that brain is saying, hey, I'm a... The brain is powerful. The brain is just that powerful. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, ghosts last week, you know, um, and I, I, I read some scriptures. And, you know, I wanted to share those again just because I know that some people still think that you know, when my loved one dies, I, I know that they sitting in that chair. I, I see them. And I, I mean, that's because the brain is just that powerful. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you have you seeing things. Yeah. But even that, I, I just want to just want to share these scripts. I read them out last week, but today I, I have an opportunity. I wanted to share these because as a Christian, I mean, everything that's pertaining to life. We, we can find it in the Bible. Amen. And I just want to make sure, because this is, we're all going to have to deal with death or losing a loved one and all these things. And we wonder, okay, well, n- now what, you know, do I still see mom and dad? Is mom and daddy an angel now? And all these things. That, well, what does the Bible say? Let's look at Job chapter 7, verses 8 through 10. It says, the eye that now sees me will see me no longer. You will look for me, but I will no long, uh, be no more. As a cloud vanishes and is gone, so one who goes down to the grave does not return. He will never come to his house again. His place will know him no more. So you're holding on to that, you know, that chair. You're holding on to that old riding lawnmower. You're holding on to they're not going to use any of that anymore. No matter how hard or how much you think that, you know, that, that, that was granddaddy's bed or that was such and so. They're not going to, once we die, those, that, that will be no more for us. When we, once you die, you're not going to lay in that bed again. You're not going to care about those bills. All, all that ceases. So Isaiah chapter 26, verse 14, it says, they are now dead. They live no more. Their spirits not, uh, do not rise. You punished them and brought them to ruin. You wipe out all memory of them. It, 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 that's the end. On this earth, that's the end. We're not coming back and hunting somebody. We're not going to come back and get revenge on such and such. That, 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 that's, that's no more. According to scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 5 and 6 is for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward or even their name is forgotten. Their love, their hate, their jealousy have long since vanished. 
Never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. Whatever grudge you had against somebody, once you die, that grudge doesn't matter anymore. Whatever you're jealous about, you know, whatever you, you know, I, if some of you don't want to leave your wife or your husband no money. <laughs> They're not even in your will or, or what have you because you, you don't want that. That's, that's not going to be your concern. What bills you left behind, that, that will no longer be a concern. Whatever's under the sun is no longer a, when, when, when your time is up on earth, that's going to be it. Amen. Ecclesiastes 12 in verse 7 it says, And the dust returned to the ground it came from, and the spirit returns to God that gave it. Yeah. And we also know over in Luke 16, which is probably, you know, the rich man and Lazarus. We know the rich man, he said, hey, can you go tell my brother? He couldn't come back to tell his brothers anything. That, that, that was the end. There's no coming back and forth. There's no, you know... So I, I just want to make sure that that's clear because our mind is a powerful thing. Yes, it is. You know, we have us seeing things that have us doing things. <laughs> the mind is a powerful thing. But as I mentioned, you know, that it's not the situation always. You know, it's not the situation that causes the stress. It's your thoughts. You know, that, that project that you got going on at work, it's not the project that's stressing you out. It's you staying up all night thinking about it. Right. It's not the boss that's stressing you out. And, you know, it's because they, they think about they probably having lunch or dinner or whatever else. But you thinking about it is what's stressing you out. Yeah. You know, it, it's not the situation that causes you to fear. Mm-hmm. It's your thoughts. Right. It's your mind. You know, when you're at home alone and you hear something creaking. It's not that creak that makes you, it's your mind. Think, oh, is that a ghost up there? Or, you know, that's your mind <laughs> playing tricks on you. You know, so it's, your, it's not the situation always that causes the issue. It's that powerful brain of yours. It's that brain. It's not the situation that's hindering you from being the Christian that God deserves and desires you to be. It, it, it's, it's your mind. Yeah. Right now, today, some of you already know that if, Lord, if the Lord's will that you live into next Sunday, you already know that what time is it now? It's uh, 11.20. Some of you know that you're going to roll up in here about 11.10. 11.15 next Sunday, if, if the Lord will. Some of you have already made up in your mind that you're not going to tune in to the Monday night class. Some of you have already put in your mind that you're not going to be here on Wednesday. Some of you are already put in your mind that you're not going to be here for second service. That mind is a powerful thing. So if you ask and say, well, how can I be a stronger Christian? How can I be the Christian that I'm supposed to be? I I, I know that, you know, I'm I'm told to admonish my brothers and sisters to encourage them. I'm told to worship God in spirit and in truth. I I know I'm supposed to do that, but my mind is telling me I got to go and tend to the garden. My mind is telling me I need to go and 
uh, wash my hair. I need to start taking my braids out. I need to, all these things that your mind is telling you. Isn't that something? But if your mind told you that, you know what, starting today, I'm going to, I'm going to stay for second service. If you already start planning next Sunday, you know, I'm, I'm going to get things right. That's how powerful your brain is. That's how powerful the mind is. Now, I, I um, recently, you know, was talking with someone and they, they said, you know what, I, I, I just don't, I don't see my wife the same way. I, I just don't feel the same way I used to. And I said, well, for one, you, you need to get your mind right. Amen. <laughs> you need to get your mind right. Amen. That's what the problem is. It's not her. It's you. Yeah. If, if, if you look at your husband or wife as that they are the best thing in the world, that they are the most beautiful person in the world, and uh, you can't live without, if, if you think of that person that way, that's who they become. Amen. You know, when you see some fine lady or some handsome man walk by, the, for if, in your mindset, if you think, oh, man, but, but my wife. <laughs> if that's the first thing in your mind, because when, when, we live in the world. Beautiful people, physically beautiful people are out. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you see someone in your mind, if you say, oh, if, if that triggers something, but if the first thing, if your mindset is, I love my wife, I love my husband, oh, I can't wait to see them later. You know what, let me look at this picture on my phone. If that's in your mind, then that right there don't bother you. <laughs> the mind is a powerful thing. So I told that person, well, how do you view your wife? I mean, it is, it's, you know, when y'all first start dating, you know, they could do no wrong. They're still the same person. You know more about them now, but they're still the same person. So in your mind, you have already put in your mind, I can't, oh, when they slurping on that spoon, when they, uh, you know, eating the cereal, and I just can't, oh, that just gets me. You know, that's what you're dwelling on. <laughs> you know, he just snoring so loud, I can't even, you know. <laughs> but that may be a whole other issue, but... But, you know, it, it's, it's that mindset. The mind is a powerful thing. The mind can say that I, it, it can change your whole, it can change your marriage. It can change the way you think about your kids. If you're thinking about your kids, that they just get on my nerves. I can't, man, I, can y'all just get some rest? But if your mindset is, oh, I'm, they're a blessing from God. I know that their brain ain't developed yet, and I know we're going to go through some things. You know, if, that's your, if you got that understanding... You know, you look at things differently. Yeah. So it's a matter of getting your mind right. Yeah. You know, how can you become a better Christian is really all about the mind. Yeah. It's about your perspective. It's about the mind. Mm -hmm. Philippians 2, 5 through 9. It says, let this mind be in you, yeah. Yeah. which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, 
even the death of the cross. Yeah. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above all, every name. So let this mind be in you. What mind is that? Jesus humbled himself. He humbled himself. You know, it's. You're not going to always feel like being around people. You know, you're not going to always feel like getting up on Sunday and coming here. You're not going to always feel like getting up and coming out on Wednesday. But once you humble yourself. Yeah. It's about that mindset. And my mindset is, okay, well, if two or three brothers are going to be there or sisters are going to be there, then, man, let me be there too. Because I know I I may be tired. I've had a long day at work, but let me go. Because I know from experience that I'm not going to feel the same when I leave. I know that I'm going to be built up. I know I'm going to be encouraged. So it's all about the mind of being humble. If Christ says, I, hey, I, I need you to be there to help your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, that, this foundation that he has built for us. It, it, if, if we humble ourselves to the will of God, mm-hmm. that's the key. Yeah. But if you don't humble yourself, you're going to say, well, I'm going to go and wash my car today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go and cook for the kids. I'm going to go and do this and that. That's because you haven't humbled yourself. It's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're being selfish. If it's not being selfish, then what is it? If you know that we're going to be here, Lord willing, if you know we have a set time to be here, Lord willing, and you choose to do something else, That you've already had all this time, every day of the week, you know, six other days, but you choose to not do this. Then where's your priorities? Is is God really the head of your life? Is he really? And we talked about, you know, praying earlier, praying without ceasing, praying, you know, having a song in your heart. Uh If, if, If that's not what's on your mind during the week, then... Why? Is it because you're relying on yourself to get you from point A to point B? Is it you relying on yourself to get your paycheck? Or are you just totally relying on yourself? Well, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So what mind? What is your mindset? In Romans 12, too, we, we say it all the time, but it is so profound. It is so right. It's such the key. If you don't transform your mind, if you don't change the way that you think, if you're thinking worldly, then that's what's going to transpire in your life is that you're going to be hitting and missing at worship. Your your kids see the the thing is, if if your kids are seeing that you're hitting and missing, if, if your kids see that you haven't made God a priority in your life, they see that they know it. So don't get upset when. They now are 20, 30 years old and having all these issues and they lost their way. That God is not a priority in their life. And you pray for my my kids. But what foundation did you give them? What what is in their mind? What 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 has been instilled in them? Have their mind been transformed? 
And what was read into your hearing this morning was Proverbs 4, uh, verse 23. And I like this from the NIV. It says, above all else, guard your heart, guard your mind. For everything you do flows from it. Guard your mind. That mind is a powerful thing. That, that mind, whatever you instilled in it, either they're going to be very studious in school, or if you didn't instill that in them, that, that was important. You know, coming into kindergarten and first grade, then that's not going to be important to them. Johnny, why you get that F? You know better than that. Does he? <laughs> are you helping? Are you helping? What, what are you instilling in Johnny's mind? Or are you instilling that, hey, you know what, let's, let's sit down together. Let's see if we can learn this. Let's YouTube this. Of course, parents today, you know, they're they doing things different in school now. And we, but thankfully, we got YouTube and Google. We can help out. Yeah. But what are you instilling in your child? You know, so whatever is there, it's going to flow. The, the troubles in life are going to come from what's in the mind. If they think, you know, because of what they're watching on TV, you know, that they should be, you know, booty popping everywhere because of what they're watching on the videos, then that's what they're going to do. If they're looking at gangster videos all the time and that's all they're listening to is is gangster rap or whatever it may be, then that's what they're going to imitate. So what are you putting? What are you putting in your mind? What are you putting in your child's mind? The brain is such a powerful thing. Yes, it is. And unfortunately, it's such a fragile thing as well. You know, like I said before, it, it has the ability to put you into depression. It has the ability to make you sad. It has the ability to make you want to kill yourself. The brain is just that powerful. So what are you doing with your mind today? What, what, what are you doing? The mind is the key. The body's going to follow. You know, I, I, I'm going to end on this. You know, this, this, this saying here, which is such a good saying. It says, sow a thought and reap an act. Sow an act and reap a habit. Sow a habit and reap a character. Sow a character and reap a destination. You know, you, whatever you put in your mind, that's what you're going to act on. If, if you sow a thought of, you know, gangster mentality, that's what you're going to act out like. <laughs> if you sow a thought of, I want to I wanna live for the Lord, that's what you're going to act on. Yeah, when, when people ask you how you're doing, you're going to say, I'm so blessed. And say, oh, well, I might. So what, what are you sowing in your thoughts? So your thought is going to reap an act. And then that act is going to reap a habit. Yeah. You know, if, 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 if you already put in your mind, you know, I'm going to start going to the church on Sunday. Sunday is the Lord's day. Then you make that a habit. You do it once or twice. And next thing you know, it's years down the road. And you, you don't made it a habit. You don't even feel right. Not being here when the doors are open. Yeah. <laughs> it all started with a thought. It all started with a made up mind. You know what? I'm, the same way with, with if you want to get in shape. You know, you put in your mind, you know what? I'm going to 
start eating right. You know what? Next week, Monday, I'm going to the gym. If you put in your mind today, I'm starting going to the gym tomorrow, Jeff. <laughs> you know, I get up, set my clock, and I go to the gym. And that may be the way it starts, right? So it's that thought that reaps an action, and then the action reaps a, a habit. And then that habit reaps a character. You know, that habit, that, that forms who you are. You know, we, we've talked about the, the, the three parts of man, the spirit, the soul, and, and the body. It's the same mind, body, and soul. You know, that, that, that what you're putting in your mind, that, that, that's, that's eventually who you're going to become. That soul, that character of who you are, that's the soul, the essence of who you really are. Yeah. That, that, but it all started with thoughts. It all started with what you put in your mind. That Bobby Ray Allen, that's me. That's my name. I, I got this physical body, but I got some things about me. Yeah. And it all became, came from when I was little all the way up to where I am now. And I got my ways about me. <laughs> Georgia can say amen to that. <laughs> because that's just me. It's my character. Yeah. It's my soul. That's, that's what's going to live on. And it says a character, uh, uh, sow a character and reap a destiny. Who I, that, the character of Bobby Ray Allen. The soul of me is going to have a final destination, and that's going to be heaven or hell. That's the final destination. Regardless if, you know, my destination was to get a certain job and a certain career, yeah, that's, that's along the way. But that final destination, you're going to be in heaven or hell. It's that character, that, that soul of who you are that all started from a thought. And that thought today can be, you know what, I'm going to get things right with God. He blessed me with this day. Yeah. I know I haven't been the Christian that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I know I haven't been helping people the way I need to. I, I, I know I haven't been encouraging. I haven't called anybody. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Or yeah. I've been lying. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. Put it in your mind. Change. Amen. The mind is a powerful thing, and it can dictate your destiny. Amen. So that... That's my message today. I, ho- I hope that it encourages you to think about how powerful the mind is. I hope that it, it, it puts in your mindset that, you know what, I, if I need to make a change, let me make that change today. Amen. Let, let me be an example for my kids. Yeah. Let me be an example for my neighbors. Let me be an example for my coworkers. Let me just be an example of what a Christian should really be. But it all starts with a made-up mind. Man. It all starts with a renewed mind. Man. So that's my message. Get your mind right. Get your mind right, Ken folks. Man. Get your mind right. Man. Jerry, what is, what is our what song? So if you want to make your petitions known at this time, if, if you want us to pray for you, if you want to give your life over to Christ, if, if, if there's something going on that you need help with, let us know. That's, that's why we're here. Not only to, to worship God, but we're to here to admonish one another, to help build one another up. Whatever you're going through in life, you're not the only one that's going through that situation. Amen. Now, you may have put in your mind that you just can't talk to nobody. You may have put in your mind that, I, you know, I don't want to show all my cards or, or whatever it may be. But change that mindset. Amen. You're not here alone. That's right. God didn't want you to be alone. That's why you're here. Amen. That's why you're here. What, what's our song? 437. 437.